Space Podcast. Weird. Know what that is? Synthesizers? That's our celebration song. Oh. We hit 200. You're 200 today? This episode look, is 200. You don't look a day over 199. And you don't know this, Craig, but two years ago from right now, we were recording episode one. That's nuts. That is so crazy. How exciting, though. It's pretty exciting. It's our, not only is it our two-year anniversary, <laughs> oh, oh. it's episode 200. You know, uh, we've now got two listeners. <laughs> Do we really? Yes. We, got, we doubled our, our audience in 200 episodes. One listener a year. I'm going to stop the celebrations. My name's Aaron. My name is Craig. And this is the Weird News Podcast. My name is Craig. <laughs> this is the podcast that brings you the best in weird news coverage. Episode 200. 200. 200. 200. 200. 200. 200. <laughs> We got a couple of special things planned for episode 200. We we have a special guest interview we do. Uh, coming up we do. a little bit later, and we've also I want I wanted to play a little something for you since it's our pot anniversary. I wanted you to I wanted okay. to take you back uh, to this. Remember that? It's two middle aged dudes and a microphone. Wow! <laughs> it's been a year or more since we've even heard this. Keep it playing. Wow. Now, we've had another one, too. Uh, we got another one you probably don't remember. I mean, you didn't hardly remember this one, did you? Yes. Okay. Okay, here, here, here's the other one. Ace Podcast. Oh, I know that one. Ten, oh, yeah. Nine. Yeah. We have ignition Engines on fire. We've come so far. We really have. I liked this intro. It's hard to beat that Mark Patch. You can't beat Mark Patch. It's hard to catch. <laughs> Mark Patch is hard to catch. I'm going to let this one roll. No, please don't hurt my ears. <laughs> memories, wow. memories. So I just thought I'd start That's the show with, with a little old school. So what's uh, going on with you? Flashback. Not a whole lot. I've, I've, I'm really excited about episode 200. And uh, I mean, being the last big one, you know. I well, mean, that's you it. know, since we're it's like the farewell episode. Since, since we're talking about it, let's let's just go ahead and, and break the news that you and I have spent a lot of time over the past week talking. And Craig, all good things must come to an end, right? You know, and it, it's always it's not sad. easy. It's not, not easy. easy. No. It's not easy. But but certain parts of this show take so much time, right? And we've been doing it for two years that we have decided, yeah, together, yeah. We both have uh, a lot of contemplating, yeah, a lot of prayer and thinking and 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 everything. But this, to, to, you are about to hear the very last ever 
of our super summer of giveaways. Yeah, that's the last yeah. super summer for 2018. Giveaway. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to keep going, but it just yeah. wasn't gonna. So, but well, the prize closet's empty. It is, and we've in fact, we don't even have a closet. It's really just a. <laughs> we gave away the closet a couple <laughs> we, weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we almost didn't. We almost didn't give away a prize a couple weeks ago. So uh, kids are back in school. Summer's officially over. Yeah. So or, starting with episode 201, you're not going to get prizes. No, but coming up really soon, we're going to have our uh, fantastic <laughs> fall freebies. So. <laughs> So that's you want to stick around for that. We're going to take a couple You're of weeks. out of control. We're going to take a couple of weeks and refill the prize closet. Um, but until then, we have one last prize yeah, to give do. away, and it, it, we're going back to the. Uh, I, I actually found another pop solo microphone. Right. I know everybody wanted a Bob Ross mug. We're out. They're yeah. gone, and our yeah. our uh, suppliers even out. Yeah. I checked with yeah. them this week. That is true, and it's really sad too because we had the opportunity to buy three times what we bought of those things. That is you true. <laughs> we had we could buy low, buy low, sell, or give, give away, give high. away high. Yeah, or something what? like Why? that. What? So okay. We're about to play Stump the Chump, our super summer uh, giveaway. You've already game. promised that I'm not going to get this one. Uh, you're not getting this one. I'll tell you. Somebody's about to win a Pop Solo microphone, which is a really cool prize. It's been a, one of our more popular prizes. Uh, they're great at parties. It's a little microphone. It holds your cell phone. You download the app, and you see the lyrics. You sing along. You play the song. It's a lot of fun. You sing along. You play the song. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so the game works like this. I'm going to play a cover song. Uh, from a band that's doing an 80s song, but it's not the original band because that's, that's why it's called a cover song. That's against podcast rules. Craig has 20 seconds to guess. It's episode 200. You should have given me 30 seconds. <sighs> well, it's too late now. I've already mixed Fine. it. So <laughs> you've got 20. So the buzzer's already in it. All right, sir. Are you ready to guess the title of I, this song? I am ready. Now, if you get this, it's going to blow my mind, but I don't think you will. So here we go. <laughs> intro how am i supposed to get that i told you wouldn't get it i didn't write it keep going I hold on help it it doesn't sound like anything it will oh it's a uh, sanctify yourself oh, no it's one of the simple mind songs i keep looking for Isn't something it? i can Oh no. Oh. I don't see an easy way to get out. I love the song. The diary it sits on the bedside table. Is it Corey Hart? Who is it? Hold on. Oh, it's Class Tiger. Yeah. So the correct answer would have been Glass Tiger. Yeah, but, I died but here's the thing. The, here's what's here's what's stupid about that. Okay. <laughs> Real the, quick, that was that was Power World. The I, the identifiable melody. Yeah. Didn't come in for like fifty I'm seconds. You, I always start them at the beginning. I can't help it that they put that long intro. Uh, on there. Here's the way you would fairly play it. What if our very last episode of Stump the Chump ever? You guessed it. That was terrible. What was, what was really weird is the very beginning of that song sounded like. A Simple Mind song. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, it like did. Sanctify Yourself or something like that. That's what I thought it was. Well, let's open up the prize pool, and somebody's about to win the old Pop Solo. Pop, uh, pop Solo. Microphone. Han Solo. <laughs> She's probably not going to talk again, but we'll try it. Okay. What number? Uh, we're looking for a number between one and 
82. Give me a random number between 1 and 82. 33. Number she 33. Said 33. Yeah, she's still not talking out loud. I don't know why. She's nervous. Uh, DRS 7051 is number 80. I mean, number 33. DRS I don't know who that is. But congratulations to you, sir or madam. You have won yourself a pop solo karaoke microphone. If you respond. Got one week to respond. Send us your information to us uh, there on Facebook, or you can email us by going to our uh, website at weirdnewspodcast.com. Okay, now that we got all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get to the episode 200 top story. Top story. That's what you said. No, that's what <laughs> that's I said. That's right. You hey, said it. Entire police department resigns at once, saying town seemingly cares so little about us. Next story, Aaron. <laughs> that's it. No, that's sad, man. All four members. What a part. What a big old department. All four members of the police department in Blandford, old Blandford, Blase, Massachusetts, resigned suddenly and without notice, saying they could no longer work for a town that seemingly cares so little about us. All, all two of the banks in the town were robbed right then. Right then. <laughs> the four officers, including interim police chief Roberta Sarnaki, Sarnaki, notified the community select board by email Monday night. We didn't call them. They cited safety issues and insufficient remuneration. Wow. Rem- <laughs> what in the world re- is that? Remun- remun- remuneration. Remuneration? Uh, that was when you moon somebody cruisers, more than once? Yes. Cruisers. <laughs> with shoddy brakes. <laughs> cruisers with shoddy brakes, ill-fitted ballistic vests that already had bullets in them, faulty radios, couldn't pick up any of the FM stations they nearby. They only got AM. Uh, understaffing and low pay. We refuse... I don't know why they talk that way because it's not the South, but we refuse to put our lives on the line anymore for a town that seemingly cares so little about us, the officer said in a media statement. The officers were also upset over the idea that of merging them with the department in the neighboring town of Chester to reduce cost. Kara Latundra, 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 careful, (laughs) Kara Latundra. The Blandford, it's Kara Latendra. Latendre, I think. Latendre. The Blandford Select Board Chair. This is the chair was talking about things. The chair was left. It was made out of boards. It was. It was left behind. Select boards. No chair left behind. (laughs) Told WGGB, the mass exit caught the board unawares. Unawares? (laughs) That's what it says. Honestly, it was a surprise for us. This is ridiculous. (laughs) This this is a cornhole tournament. (laughs) Cornhole tournament. (laughs) Honestly, it was a surprise for us that the police chose to walk out. Lederhosen said, (laughs) "Massachusetts State Police released a statement saying it will continue to provide police protection (laughs) to Blanford." What we what we really failed to mention is the real victim here, the only donut shop in town. (laughs) But it cracks me up that the town really doesn't care about (laughs) it. They really don't. Like that's okay. We got the Massachusetts State Police here. I mean. To me, it seems like uh, uh, Lakewood over in Nashville that used to be their own thing. And they're in the middle of Nashville, and they were only there for one reason, to pull people over and write tickets. Yes, and and they they, did that well. (laughs) And they even warned you when you rode through there, you cannot afford to drive in this town. And I always thought to myself, well, I don't know. What's the number? (laughs) How do you know if I can't afford to drive to speed in your town? And so... Uh, they finally gobbled them up with part of Metro. Yep. And and uh, now they, you can drive through there. Okay. Well, the thing is that they, they they weren't. They probably had no budget. They probably should have been part of. Yeah. 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 Th- this isn't. This doesn't sound like. I haven't looked at the map. This does not sound like it's a 
little podunk little town in the middle yeah. of the country. This I bet is, it is. If no, it no what I mean before. is it's, it's close enough, not like where we live and you go further out and it's just country. I mean, right. This is probably closer to an actual, you know, G-Town, Hville, you know, yeah. something like that. It's probably closer to something like that. Okay, well, we've got a weird story. Imagine well, that. Well, I would hope. Headline is, cannibal restaurant with roasted human heads on the menu shut down by police. Oh, Nigeria. Yes. Oh, Nigeria. You're so silly. Police arrested 11 people and closed a restaurant after two Wait, is this family friendly? I think so. Are you terrorizing children? I hope not. Now, this could get nightmare material, so uh, if you do have kids, you might want to skip ahead a few, uh, few minutes, but... I don't think it's going to be bad. I'll try. You know what? I'll read it with kid gloves. Okay. Put let, the gloves let me on. put them on here. Hang on. Okay. They're on. Police arrested 11 people and closed a restaurant after uh, some things wrapped in cellophane were discovered at a hotel restaurant that had been serving a uh, human. <laughs> human meat sandwiches. <laughs> a tip off led police to I think the it's just discovery. The one, I think it's just the one thing that's shocking. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, led p- uh, police to the discovery in Anambra, ni- ni- Nigeria. Anambra, Nigeria. With 11 people Anambra, being Nigeria, arrested. Man. And AK-47 guns and other weapons were being seized. Uh, flesh was apparently being sold as an expensive treat at the restaurant, with authorities saying that there was some weird, real weird stuff on the menu. Well, you've already said it in the headline anyway. Just keep okay. I went to the hotel earlier this year. After eating, I was told that the lump of meat was being sold at N-700. I was surprised. A pastor who had visited, visited the restaurant What's said... What's N-700? It must be like 700 bucks. Nigeria money. I don't know. N-700. So I did not know that it was a human that I had eaten at such an expensive price. What is this country turning to? Can you imagine people selling human as meat? Seriously, I'm beginning to fear people in this part of the world. I would, too, if I lived near that place. Well, we, did, like we t- did we talk about the guy, the, the guy the, in the uh, Chinese restaurant? Why not? What was the the um, the guy in China or Japan? Actually, there, he was there, and he was taking cadavers and making dumplings out of the, oh my the fat of the buttocks. Oh, too much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's all I've got to say about that story. And that, that, that thank you for sh- the, on, on show two hundred. Yes, turning this thing around and making it where no one wants to listen. <laughs> we just lost our two listeners. We did both of them. Hey, just tuned out. Wow, wait a minute. I'm Let's telling talk you about this for a second. Talk about Doc Doctor Pepper. Talk about. <laughs> I sent you that today. You I, that song came on today. I love it. Uh, Doctor Pepper Jelly might be the breakfast condiment you didn't know you needed. Now, I, I can I get do. behind this before I could get behind that stupid mayonnaise uh, ice cream or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. What was that? Was It, it wasn't mayo ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> a biscuit lathered in a quality strawberry mm. or grape jelly now can, you're talking. Real, uh, can really help a breakfast truly hit the spot. Most of us would probably be better off sneaking in a... What? Most of us would probably be better off sneaking in a little caffeine, whatever... Wherever we can on an early morning, though, why not zap a bit into your biscuits with Dr. Pepper jelly? I've yes, made, please. I've made Seven Up biscuits. Good, delicious. I don't. I think it must be the the soda that's in it that helps them rise or something. I don't really know to be honest. I'm making that up, but whatever it is, <laughs> were they sweet? They no. They just come out like amazingly huge, flaky, saw. I mean, they're they're wonderful. I can't eat them right now. Well, I haven't made them yet. <laughs> That's why. The Texas born and bred beverage is the key ingredient in a jelly conceived by James Lamprey of Fun Foods. That's like get, a fun place to work. We get a lot of delicious uh, beverages from Texas. That's where Big Red comes from. 
Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, big red. Go big or go home. Go big red or go home. That's right. Uh, this company's uh, actually, but this says this is a company in Maryland who's using, you know, it was, uh, oh, that's okay. They just brought up Texas. Yeah. Uh, he lays out a recipe that's pretty straightforward, utilizing Dr. Pepper and a mountain of sugar. Oh, yeah. Isn't Dr. Pepper already a mountain of sugar? Yes. From there, you'll need some nice glass jars with a good seal. Oh, and, so there's a recipe for this. Yeah. Ah. And cooking pots large enough uh, for the project. This little treat is perfect for soda lovers or kids. Yeah, you, nothing you want to give your kids like a big bunch of sugar first right. thing in the morning. Sugar them up and send them to school. Yeah. He ends his video by laying the jelly across an Eggo waffle. This guy's a maniac. <laughs> Proving his jelly is as versatile as all the rest. Are you willing to give it a try? Well, yeah. Yes, who wouldn't? Give some, me some of that. Somebody doesn't like Dr. Pepper? We got to make some of that. We need to make some of that and do a video. We've got the pots at home, the giant thing you do for canning. Yeah. We got one of those. There you home. go. Yeah. Well, I'm coming over and we're going to make some. Uh, I got to get back from my friend. He had it at a, he was barring at a Nigerian restaurant. Really? <clears throat> what was he cooking in that? I forget. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going back to that, so. But anyway, if, if it works, we could try making all kind of soda, soda jellies. Oh, could you imagine like a uh, root beer jelly? Oh, oh yeah. You, you said, mm. <laughs> sounds so good. What's your favorite soda of all time? Oh, man. I, mm. Do you remember Citra? No. That it was a thirst quenching soda. I used to like, um, um, I used to like Mellow Yellow when I was a kid, but I don't really like the flavor of that anymore. I think Double Cola is probably still my favorite. Since Citra, you can't get it anymore. Um, what else? Um, I like RC. Well, I love Diet Mountain Dew. Ugh. Because I don't want to drink the regular Mountain Dew because I would just be even bigger, you know? Yeah. Um, I can understand that. I, I, but root beer. I love root beer. Yeah, root beer is great. Especially uh, sassafras-based. No, 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 sassafras. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, now and then, yeah, very seldom. Yeah. Partake of a little ginger ale. Oh, now hey, easy now. Slow down. Ginger ale is not bad to tall. No, it's good. It's good. All right. Headline is pet pig scares off would be robbers. Police in Indiana believe a pet pig may have. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. May have thwarted would be robbers from burglarizing a home in Indianapolis. The thieves broke into the home this week and completely damaged the back door. The homeowner, who wished to remain anonymous, told Fox 59, whoever broke in, however, didn't steal anything. Wait a minute. You got three wishes. <laughs> Do I really? No. All right. That person's got three wishes. First thing I wish And one of the wishes they use is they want to be anonymous. <laughs> that's such a waste. But their second one was 10 more wishes. So That's a, you can't, that's a rule you can't says break. Says you. Sinbad told me I could do that. Kazam! <laughs> The officers were guessing when the person broke in, they probably surprised. They were probably surprised I had a pig and were like, oh, we don't want to have to deal with this. The single mother of four said the cop was like, we definitely think it, uh, they got in and made it to where Dumplin was a pig named Dumplin. I'm on <laughs> board with terrible. that. No, it's awesome. Was thought and they thought, nope, we don't want no part of this. The woman told the news station she adopted Dumplin from a rescue last year, calling him the perfect animal. You, you, I sent you the picture of Pooh sitting on the log looking sad, right? Yeah. And it said, Pooh really missed Piglet, but yes. he did enjoy that ham sandwich. Yes. The moment I saw What's him. What's wrong with you thinking that's funny? She said, the moment I saw him, I knew he loved me instantly. Great. Yeah, I'm sure he, that's what he thought. Encouraging others to adopt tons of pigs in shelters that don't have homes. Well, well, well. They say pigs make great pets. I wouldn't be opposed to one. Of course, Lily would probably have something to say about that. Well, she doesn't really bark, so I guess she probably wouldn't really say much. <laughs> she, would she? She, she makes noises. 
Hey, yeah. pregnant mom served cleaning solution instead of latte at Southern Alberta McDonald's. Now, why would she order that? Why would you order that? Uh, I want a triple latte with some Lysol. Give me some Windex on the Windex side. Windex on the side. A pregnant woman was served a cleaning agent in a cup rather than the latte she ordered from McDonald's in Southern Alberta. Sarah Douglas was taking her son to a baseball tournament on Sunday morning when she went through a drive through at the McDonald's restaurant on University Drive West in Lethbridge and ordered a latte. As she drove... On the highway three, she took a sip. I am. Reminds me the other day. I pulled out some ice. Some uh, I had a jug of tea in the yeah. fridge. Yeah, Southern staple. And I had forgotten that it was had not forgotten. I knew it'd been there for a while. You can't leave tea in a long time because it'll it'll go bad on you. It'll turn on you quick. It will. And Some I would got, say it goes good. No, it turns nasty. <laughs> and and so I, I got a little bit in my mouth. I was like, oh no, <laughs> just spit that right back out. So that's kind of like I had cleaning detergent. No, you had bad tea. That's different. Um, anyway, so um, I immediately had to put my hazard lights on and pull over and spit it out and rinse my mouth out with water. Why'd she pause? <laughs> she was imagining. It was a sasseur. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, uh, said Douglas, who was, uh, is more than seven months pregnant with her third child. Oh, boy. I opened up the lid of the coffee and out pours this pungent smell of chemical yeah you were at the fast food place all right it wasn't a latte at all i know exactly what happened somebody had cleaned uh the the latte machine i already know what happened and and somebody else carried the story this week i heard it. oh did they really yeah and they just hadn't rinsed it out yeah the machine just yeah barfed up i think that's what happened yeah. yeah she said the liquid was a watery brownish color which yeah latte hello she immediately drove back to the McDonald's and asked to speak to the supervisor. I showed him the coffee and he had asked if I wanted a new one. I said, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. This is unacceptable. I said, I need to speak with someone higher up. So he went upstairs. (laughs) He said he was the only one, uh, only supervisor at the time. And he gave me his his manager's phone number. We've gone out three times so far. (laughs) It's not what don't, don't do that. She said one of the workers told her two cleaning lines were still hooked up to the latte machine. Oh, that's it. Even after she brought back her coffee. The supervisor went and got the bottle that was hooked up and brought it over to the counter, and I took a picture of it. So I knew Lottie what down. I was working with. She's thinking she's going to own a McDonald's at yes. the end of the day. What I had consumed uh, what I had consumed, so I could talk to uh, 811, which is the poison number. Um, is it really? I, I believe so, yeah. 811 said 911. It's 811. I don't know if it's all cities, but... Uh, Dan, I don't know. I don't usually call that. So I don't. Dan Brown. You think you think that they'd probably promote that a little bit too, wouldn't they? Y- you think Dan Brown? He's a great writer who owns the McDonald's franchise. Later issued a statement saying his team had been in close contact with Douglas and had apologized to her. They're just following her around. Sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 We're sorry. What's a coffee? Get out of my living room. McDonald's is renowned for its food safety protocols. Oh, really? <laughs> and I'm when? sorry that this happened in my restaurant here and he's got a multi-million dollar franchise he's worried at this point absolutely he wrote well okay what happened is that the machine was being cleaned as it is every morning unfortunately the milk supply line was connected to the cleaning solution while the guest drink was made you think that would be something you couldn't accidentally do yeah yeah somebody needs to safety that out so yeah figure, figure out some way to he said the health inspector had visited the restaurant and was not uh, investigating further yeah that's kind of a big oversight if you can accidentally keep a chemical line hooked up that should be 
that just seems like a big hole that they've missed yeah somewhere yeah, it does Okay, Craig, for episode 200, we've got a special treat for our listeners. We got we have an interview with a special guest. Santa Claus? Uh, yeah. Here we go. All right, so Craig, we've been uh, on the, we've been recording. <laughs> this is our 200th episode. Yeah. And through that time, we've we've made some really close friends, some really good friends in the podcasting world. And then we met Randall. <laughs> and then Randall came along. We said, "Hey, we got another friend." All right. <laughs> You're mean. So I thought it'd be great just to kind of have Randall on the on the 200th episode. That was my daughter, by the way. Just yeah, just yeah. checked. They don't know that I'm uh, that I'm recording. Um, anyway, so uh, what do you say? You want to talk to Randall? Oh, why not? Because he's here. Oh, where? Hey, Randall. I don't see him. Hey, <laughs> there he is, right there. Hey, Randall. Oh, this is the guy that says, guys. you're listening to the podcast. Huh? No, that that's guy. not him. It's uh, the other one. Oh, he's the guy that uh, says, uh, hi, this is Aaron. Uh, that guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Randall, you haven't heard the episode we just recorded yet, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to come clean with you on something, and I want to get your reaction to it, because okay. I've really been digging this band that I don't think you like. And it's you don't not, think I'd like? He feels like he needs to cleanse himself. He needs to like. It's not it, Nickelback. I haven't gone that far. He needs to. He he wants to. He likes Imagine Dragons now. <laughs> That's it. I really like Imagine Dragons. Is that okay? I mean, yeah, it's okay. Oh, I'm not going to say you're right, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, to be fair, I'm going to play middle of the road here. I was just telling him that I've gotten burned out on him. So if if the wife turns it on in the car, I usually want to change it because I've just heard it so much. But uh, I got nothing against the guys. I mean, the, uh, the it's cool. They sound different from anybody else. I'm just kind of, they're growing kind of, I'm growing thin on my patience with it. I, I can't listen to it anymore. I told this story on episode 197, and it's somebody gave me the, their latest CD. Just said, here, listen to this. And I put it in, and, I, and it grew on me like, uh, certain songs jumped out at me the first time through, and I thought, I am Is it the first this. album? No, it's the brand new one. Oh, the first one's the one I mainly listen to. But, but then I went home and downloaded the the li- well most of the library and I'm really digging them. I mean they're not going to replace Rancid on my playlist by any chance. But uh, I uh, <laughs> I just felt guilty by by listening to them because the whole time I'm thinking Randall hates this. That's what I'm thinking when I'm when I'm listening. He's to so it. concerned about what you think. I, I, I care about Randall. I mean no, Ra- I I don't hate them. I just I'm just not really into them. I know it's not your style of music. And it's a little too poppy for me even, but something about it has grabbed hold of me. What do you think about Greta Van Fleet? You mean Blood Zeppelin 2.0? No, yeah, sir. Right, no, right, sir. Right, 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 no, right. no. I mean Greta Van yeah. Fleet. <laughs> no, see, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Okay, go I, ahead. I haven't said this. I've listened to you week after week mention them, but then also say you hate Led Zeppelin. I can't that stand them. Not- it, it makes no sense, does it? It's, it, it doesn't at all. Okay, maybe this will make it better. I, it's not, and, and I, like, I do, I can't stand Led Zeppelin. They don't have a song out that I'll listen to, but Robert Plant, on the other hand, I do enjoy hearing him sing. So does, does that but make sense? their music and his voice sounds exactly the same. I disagree. <laughs> I, I so no, disagree. it sounds pretty it much the same. The music part of Greta Van Fleet is amazing, whereas I look at Led Zeppelin and their music is so overrated and it's just not good to according, me. According to you. According to me. Yeah, that's but my I'm not, but, I, but I'm not, a, I'm, I not think, I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan either. I like Robert Plant. I'm not a big Zeppelin fan. See, that's the same way I am. But... But if I'm going to listen to them or Greta Van Fleet, I kind of feel like I'm listening to a Led Zeppelin cover band when I hear Greta Van Fleet. But they're not. Exactly. No. So <laughs> I think you're just listening to Greta with your left ear only. <laughs> 
And that's not to say there's anything wrong with Greta Van Fleet. I thought they were sounded pretty good when I heard them, but I just thinking honestly. I love them both. I think they sound identical, but it's great. I think Greta Van Fleet brings the creativity that that I missed from Led Zeppelin. I think Led Zeppelin was doped up the whole time. Their lyrics are just you think. <laughs> I don't think any, I, don't, I don't think anybody thought that. I think everybody pretty much. Anyway, this has been Know Your Music with Randall Pierce. Yes. Hey, fu- fun fact about Led Zeppelin: their uh, tour manager. Yeah. Just, just, do you remember the band Crazy Town? Yes. The name. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they. He discovered Crazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's that's pretty cool. Really falls downhill there. <laughs> can, can we talk about something else? What? What do you What do you want? <laughs> no, I want to ask. I want to ask Randall a question. If I can bring it up. Well, sure. It's our show. Do Randall told want. me like yesterday or the day before that his late uncle like made the egg for Mork and Mindy that Robin Williams traveled in. No. Is yeah. It, yeah. He. His name was uh, Bruce Bruce Bishop. He worked for Magic Cam back in the seventies. He worked on Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Oh wow! Yeah, we talked. You, yeah, you you were there for the conversation, Aaron. Was I'm I? Pretty no, sure I was. you were. Oh, it was the text conversation. Yeah. No, I was recording an, uh, a podcast at the time. But but because I don't like Star Trek the movie, it's we Me all either. agree yeah. it's, a, it's a bad movie. Yeah. Not not his work, just the movie. Yeah. But when when he said that he made the egg. From Morgan, that is impressive. Uh, well, that's just cool. Super I want to know: cool. Did he not get? Did, he should have kept one of the eggs and then bequeathed it to uh, Randall. <laughs> Randall, and then Randall could have bequeathed it to me. No, to Mabel to live in. No, well, to why me because I would turn it into like my room. I'd make. I just live in that egg all the time. He didn't happen to make the egg. Small that, room. He, he didn't. He, <laughs> he didn't, got. Hey, he got Mork here safely. He, he didn't happen to make the egg for the San Diego chicken to jump out of, did he? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the San Diego chicken is one of the he's probably He's he is the mascot. He's the most famous mascot in in baseball. He's the okay. one they credit him with starting all the uh, mascot craziness, but he came out in an egg about like Morks. I didn't know that he came out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more story before we have to go uh, Randall, but a couple of weeks ago we had a story here on the podcast about every time I die uh, spitting beer, the guitar is spitting beer in a lady's eye and curing her of cancer. He gave her beer eye disease. <laughs> sort of like that. Is that right? It, and that's the story, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now you're connected with that band, and I didn't know that when we when we said the story, or I would have called you then. So explain your connection to Every Time I Die. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny when I listened to that episode, and you said, I wonder if Randall knows this band. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Literally. Uh, Their drummer used, I'm really good friends with the band Norma Jean. And well, mainly their singer, but they're the drummer of Every Time I Die used to play the drums for Norma Jean, so I'm I'm pretty good friends with him. Well, that's cool. He's obsessed with squirrels. He actually has a squirrel tattoo on his finger. And then you so sent, you sent us a photo of him with Mabel. With Mabel, yeah. He uh, when Why do you my call squirrels her Mabel? were little babies. You, you he's from the South. That's man. it, Mabel. That's right. That's, that's how we say it. Bless your heart. In Middle Tennessee. Whatever. What a cool! If you want a quick update on Mabel, though, she is still living and free in my neighborhood. I see her every once in a while. How do you know it's her? Because she'll get close and just look at me, whereas the others run off if I get near them. Dude, that's sad. But she won't come to you. No, she doesn't let me touch her anymore. Piece but she crap. doesn't. She gets, she'll get within five feet of me and arrogant just hang little out. jerk. That breaks my how heart. How quick she forgets everything. You know, we got a crocodile. You should let her play with. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a good thing because she's she's wild now and 
the fact that she doesn't come to me, that tells me she's also not going to other people that could harm her. She's staying away from dogs that could eat her. That's good. It's a good thing. Uh, she's a wild squirrel now. Or, or, or she's just a jerk. <laughs> she's, she's, she's she stuck could up. be a jerk. Yeah, she could just be a jerk. <laughs> All right, Randall. Thank you so much for taking time out to be with us for episode 200, man. I appreciate it. I, I, I really uh, uh, treasure your uh, friendship and your knowledge of the podcasting industry. And I, I just appreciate you being on here. You've never yeah, it's said, always great talking to you guys. You've never said anything that nice to me, ever. Well, well that's because I never lie. <laughs> hey, Craig. Yeah. I love you. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> we'll see you, means man. means a lot. I'm making a little Bye, heart guys. shape now. Bye. Bye. So there you go. Wow, that guy. Randall's helped us a lot over the years. You know what? Not me. <laughs> Randall, Randall, I feel like he's part of the show. We talk about him so much. And uh, he's just—he's a podcasting brother, and it, it, he's fun to talk to. He's—he's uh, no, he's okay by me. Yeah, I, I happen to like like uh, Randall Pierce. All right, but let's continue now. With, he lives in the great state of Arkansas. You talking about Arkansas? Arkansas, <laughs> the, Ar- yeah. the home of the Arkansas waterfall. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, next weird story headline is: Police in Switzerland urge dogs to wear shoes. Did you hear about this, Craig? Just now. Police in the Swiss city of Zurich are urging owners to buy shoes for their dogs in order to protect their paws in the high temperatures, reports say. According to a public broadcaster, the police in Zurich have launched the hot dog campaign. Oh, sign me up. And are educating dog owners on how they can protect their four-legged friends in the hot weather, given the overhead pavements that can be painful to their feet. I want to bring this up because our uh, supplier for the prize closet, right? They they have dog shoes. They sell a lot of dog shoes. Have you noticed that? I've not. They do. They're they're different sizes. It's really weird. And I always think I I, I always thought of them as for like rain, but I guess on hot well, pavement that makes sense. I mean, okay. Here's my take on. It. Maybe we'll give away some dog shoes. Here's my t- here's my take on it. Fall freebies. Here's my take. On Go it. ahead. It's stupid. No, 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 no. Seriously. Um, I I do see where I'm not going to argue. I I do see that it would seem that dogs walking on pavement could hurt their feet. Yeah. But dogs have been doing that forever. True. And, 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 uh, and, and and I'm not against doing it. I mean, sure. It's awesome. You have to wear them, you know, whatever. But um, I'm not going to go get my my dog a expensive pair of Buster Browns and he's not going to wear them or some Adidas or some of those Air Jordans <laughs> and he's not going to wear them. But but uh, you know, I kind of wonder, you know, I, and I have seen pictures, so the, yeah, they can certainly get hurt. It just seems weird this has never been an issue. And so you know, maybe, Lily would wear them. Charlie, our previous dog, may he rest in peace. Uh, there's no way he would have worn them. He hated anything on him. You almost Lily, have to make them tight to their. Lily to, doesn't care. I mean, she's uh, she's a shelter dog, and I guess she just kind of learned to roll with the flow so you're insinuating because she was a shelter dog they made him wear shoes in the shelter <laughs> no i'm just saying that like anytime we have to put a harness on her she's very patient she's like whatever i'm gonna eat that later exactly <laughs> so but a prolonged heat wave through europe means that switzerland has had one of its hottest summers since uh, records began in 1864 with temperatures this july hovering around 30 degrees celsius which is 86 degrees fahrenheit that's not very hot i think but, but pavement gets really hot i mean the, you gotta remember it's it's, it was a hundred here yesterday. If it's asphalt, it's hey, watch your language. If it's not black, it's near black, which absorbs even more heat. According to the Zurich police spokesperson, you just, I threw some science at you. Yeah, you did. Then. You almost blinded me. Oh, <laughs> good heavens, Mister Sakamoto, you're ugly. 
According to Zurich's police spokesperson, Walker, Michael Walker, 30 degrees can feel like 50 to 55 degrees on the ground. They're talking about Celsius again. When a dog walks on the hot ice vault, he can bind his feet. Boin? Just like a human walking barefoot, he tells the SRF. Is that the, how they talk over there? I don't know. The Zurich police, that's how he does. The Zurich police, because that was an actual audio clip. The Zurich City Police are advising owners to check before taking their dogs out on walks whether on, whether the ground is too hot by measuring the temperature with the back of their hand for five seconds. They are also advising pet owners against leaving animals in hot cars, which is always a good idea. Don't do that. Yeah. And, I, and again, I, again, um, I think it's a good idea, the shoe thing. Do I don't want really? somebody coming back saying that I said that was a bad idea. I want to watch, uh, watch you put Alpha, uh, put shoes on Alpha. Woman arrested for throwing knife at man who ate her leftover Chinese. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't get your mind, General So's chicken. I'll no, get you. No, sir. Rebob. Northport, Florida. Did you say SpongeBob? No, I said Rebob. All right. Northport, Florida. A dispute over Chinese food led to the arrest of a 56-year-old Florida woman. According to court documents, Michelle Sedlak was arrested Friday after allegedly throwing a knife at a man following an argument over leftover Chinese food. But it's probably a plastic knife that bounced off. He said, well, what was that? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> the victim, now I want dumplings from dumplings. You from know, I went, to a, I went to a, a Chinese place yesterday uh, for the buffet and then realized there's very little there I could eat. Right. <laughs> I had salad. You're lost. Yes. Who goes to a Chinese buffet for well, salad? I, I wasn't thinking. I was very hungry, and I thought, Welcome well. Welcome to every day that I have to sit here listening to you. <sighs> what a way. What a very expensive salad, too. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, let's see. The it was vic- good. The victim says he entered the home. They call him Vic. Vic. Yeah. Located at this place over there. Yeah. When the she place. immediately approached him about the leftovers. The victim said he was in the living room yelling at uh, Sedlak. Uh, uh, that he did not eat her food. When officials say she went to the kitchen, allegedly grabbed a knife, threw the knife at the victim, and missed. A probable cause affidavit states that the victim told police that he believed that Sedlak was trying to hit him, and if she had hit him, he would have been hurt. Well, duh, it's a knife. <laughs> he added that he feared for his life because he thought they would get him more money. Um, I made that part up. Allegedly, said like told the victim, "If I wanted to hit you, I would." Have. Oh, please! The funny thing was, is she threw a knife at him, and then he went over to the fridge, like it happens with usually with my wife. I walk over, and it's like it's not in here. She walks over, and there it is, right yes. there in front of me, with, have, a, with, a, big, with of, a big neon sign that says your Chinese food is right here. Lori will ask me seven times, "Are you sure you looked? Are you sure you looked?" And I'm always like, "I know it's not there." Yes, and she'll come in and find whatever it is I've lost. I think they conjure it up. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, Craig. That's me. I'm going to do uh, as soon as I find our... Uh... Oh, it's time for the Mark Patch Special Edition That's Top right. 10. This is a very special edition just for episode 200. Nice. Yeah. This is Mark Patch. And this doesn't come to us from the top10s.com. No, this comes from our top 10s. This comes from Aaron and Craig's top10s.com. Top 10 favorite stories from the first 200, ep- well, 199 episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There were none in 199 this episodes. episodes. Wait, that'd be funny if one of these was, but it's not. It's not. So, the top 10 favorite stories from the first 199 episodes of now, Weird. Now, did you, did you notice, as we were listening back, picking our favorites, did you notice how 
poorly. We sounded the first half of our lives as podcasters. No, I sounded great. No, we sound terrible. I'm so I think embarrassed. I sound, we sound terrible now. <laughs> well, yeah. At episode 400, when we're going back through these, I may be saying, yeah. well, we sounded terrible. We'll be sounded like two old men tasing each other in the Costco. <laughs> But we it's had, my story. We've pulled 10 of our favorite stories from the first. Uh, and some of these go way back. There's even one on here from episode one, just because wow. I felt like we ought to have that. Let's do it. Okay, you ready? Number 10. Slow coaster to Japan. That's not an all-star. Let's get to this top story. Whoa, I just talked over myself. That's all right. Japan's slowest roller coaster derails. Scared. Passengers don't even notice <laughs> <laughs> i had i'll have to tell you james, said, i was putting together show notes and, and this one came across the screen and james said that's got to be top story because that's one of the funniest headlines oh my gosh <laughs> japan's slowest roller coaster derails passengers don't notice passengers safely extracted from a somewhat <laughs> terrifying height mild panic broke out at approximately 1 20 p.m on the 23rd of march in the Arakawa Amusement Park in oh, Arakawa so Ward, Tokyo. While in operation, the family coaster is for whole family. Purportedly on the park's website to be the slowest coaster in Japan. <laughs> is that something you want to advertise? That's what you would say to somebody, like, you're the slowest <laughs> coaster in Japan. He's not exactly. His, you know, well, his chain didn't pull him to the top. On a slow coaster, suddenly derailed. Leaving the seven adults and 12 children suspended about five meters and 16 feet above the ground. <laughs> That's not even somewhat terrifying. It was reported that a <laughs> That's wheel... That's jumpable. Huh? That's not... You jump out. <laughs> yeah. It was reported that a wheel on the first car had disengaged with the rail, causing the entire train to grind to a halt. A woman in her 30s and, a, and her six-year-old son, who were on the ride at the time of the accident, explained to Ash- Ashahi Shimbun, the coaster was moving so slowly, I didn't notice it stop. <laughs> However, things got kind of scary when park staff began trying to push the train and hitting it with hammers. <laughs> yeah, that is scary. All while... It all suddenly while, became the fastest coaster in Japan. You, you, got, you go down, you hit with hammer. <laughs> oh, there you go. All the while, while not explaining what had happened to the riders, customers began to call the emergency police number. You're six feet off the ground with 16, six 16 feet. feet. But if you held on, if you climbed out, held on, and then you let you go. You drop about three feet. Seven, eight. Oh, wait. They, they're kind of like you. Their people are kind of like you. Very short <laughs> in a lot of cases. Except for that one basketball player guy. That guy was tall. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, they began to call the emergency police number. 110 is their number, I guess. And rescue crews eventually arrived at the scene. After about 50 minutes, everyone was safely evacuated whew, from the family coaster, and no injuries were reported. Isn't that awesome? Netizens applauded the family coaster and celebrated the fact that it could finally officially be called, officially be called, Japan's slowest roller coaster. Yes. Yep. You can get much you can't get much slower than zero kilometer. <laughs> you did it, family coaster. That's the slowest. Japan's slowest roller coaster stop. That's good, right? <laughs> the website says it can go as fast as thirteen point seven kilometer. That's eight and a half mile. It's a miracle no one was hurt. Why did they start hitting it with hammers? They should know people on Japan's slowest roller coaster are easily frightened. Yeah. This is the most heartwarming story of a train development I have ever heard. <laughs> Those at the scene were less, in, less enthused by the irony, saying they want the park to thoroughly investigate the accident and find the exact cause of the malfunction so that this problem won't happen again. It should come as no surprise, however, 
In the mad race for profits, amusement parks rush to create slower and slower oh rides gosh. without stopping to consider the consequences. These increasingly leisurely thrill rides, tis the eternal folly of man, I suppose. If you can, if you can get on a roller coaster and like read a book while you're on it's it, it's not a roller coaster. It's, that's not a roller Why, coaster. What is it here? We would be seeing if we can make it fast enough to kill you. Yes, there they're saying make it slow enough to like you know you can jump off and on. Yeah, oh, that's not fast coaster. That's slow coaster. And we're back with the episode 200 top 10. Number nine of the top 10 favorite stories from the first 200 episodes of Weird, the fart, fight, and flight. You <laughs> the remember that one? F, fart, yeah. fight, and flight. Let's have a listen. We have a top story. You got it tonight? Yeah, why not? Top story. Passengers fart causes in-flight <laughs> brawl. Plane forced to make emergency landing. That's from our buddy Mark Patch. Something oh. smells about this story. Oh, boy. The pilot. What, really? I got nothing? Oh, I'm sorry. You went to. Oh, crap. No, just forget it. <laughs> it's not worth it now. The pilot of Transavia. Transavia? Transavia. 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 Air- I want to say Transylvania. Uh, Transavia Airline flight headed to Amsterdam uh, from Dubai had to make an emergency landing in Vienna. Amsterdam. What's that word after Amsterdam? Uh, Chiffol. Amsterdam Chiffol. Chiffol. That sounds like something you can order at a French Chiffol. I'll have a Chiffol. I mean, you wanted to stump, you wanted to trip me up on that one, but it didn't work. Boom, boom. No, I wanted you, I wanted to hear how that was really pronounced. Like I would know. Well, you said it. I said something. <laughs> like you're right. It's Chiffol. anyway. Anyway, they had to they had to do an emergency landing because. A passenger's fart caused a brawl inside the plane. As I've been around gas like that. <laughs> we were. We went to. See, oh, here's check this out. Check this out. Check it out. We went to see Black Panther last night. Oh yeah. And that's, the story's not about the movie. The movie's great. Uh huh. Right before it's over, someone crop dust right in front. No of No way. It was like vomitous. Like it was disgusting. <laughs> Did you start a brawl? It would have been warranted. It was, and whoever just straight-faced, these dudes sitting in front of us, we know it had to be one of them gangly-looking. Eating all that buttery popcorn. Yeah. Soda. And, um... And it is what it was. It couldn't have been like like okay. I can get over it. Like like it was actually in my brain for a while. It would not leave. It was horrible. <laughs> you may have some brain worms. It had me. Spe- I was talking. Uh, a, uh, e and I both walked out of the theater uh, speaking Scottish. <laughs> we were like, oh, that's horrible. I can't remember what it was saying, but it was bad. Look at the size of that fog. It's up in my brain. <laughs> What like we couldn't stop? You know what I'm saying? I do. And, th- and speaking of something being in your head, I, t- I was just talking to you in the meeting about uh, Love Liza, this movie I saw with Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's stuck in my brain for it's still there. Does it make you want to you know talk Scottish? You t- I don't know how he may have gotten an Academy Award for this role, but he That's should have. It's one of those. He's a fine, he, he was a fine actor. This, if you haven't seen Love Liza, I'm, I'm telling you, find it. You've got your sources. It's called rental. Yeah, rent it. Yeah, if you got right. To. Hey, yeah, so yeah. if you don't mind, I want to get back to the the the, the fart party over okay, here on the ahead. plane. Ready? Okay. So, as reported by the Metro, the fight took place because a passenger would not stop farting. <laughs> Two men sitting next to the passenger were not happy with no. this flagellant and asked him to stop. Hey, buddy, would you mind not putting cool. a lid on that? Is that not cool, dude? Hey, put a cork in it, would you? A man complained about the passenger's fart to the crew of the low-cost... I think I throw that in there. Low-cost Dutch airline. Yeah. But they As did if not this guy wouldn't out. have been breaking wind on an expensive flight. Right. It's only going to be on the cheap Dutch <laughs> airline. Since no one in the plane was addressing their concerns, 
the passengers took mass, uh, matters into their own hands, and a fight ensued. The pilot reportedly issued a warning to the individuals involved. Hey, you guys stop it back there. Make me pull this airplane. Turn it around. I'll turn we'll this back. thing around. I'll take us back to Vienna. Um, anyway, the pilot issued the warning, but the altercation continued. The fight forced the pilot to steer the plane to Vienna Airport for an emergency landing. Why do you land normally? <laughs> Because he wanted to see the flash. And Why lights. is it always an emergency landing? I don't know. If if you're just landing the plane normally, well, it's an, if somebody's got bad enough gas, it would prompt an emergency. But you know what I mean? Yeah, they should they should specify you know, emergency landing is this. Yeah, that that airplane with the uh, the shell of the jet engine missing on it last yes. week. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's an emergency landing. The the, the the there was a famous one where the the landing gear wouldn't come down and they had to basically slide it on their belly. The guy Sully. Landing in the water. That's an emergency landing. That's an emergency landing. Yeah. Stopping, landing the plane normally. Yeah. Because the guy's far. That's not an emergency landing. That's just a landing. Oh, here's something. That's an unplanned landing. Not an emergency landing. An unplanned. It's an unlanding. Unlanding. Here's the thing. Wouldn't that be taking off? Since you brought it up. Since you brought it up. There was a story last week about a guy that got naked in a bathroom, and they couldn't get him out of the bathroom. They were halfway to their destination. That's what's weird. They were all. They were more than halfway. Turn the plane around. Why and would back. you do that? I don't know. I don't get it. That's. It seems so costly. And this guy. And because you're making everybody else suffer. Yeah, you're punishing everybody. And somebody from Tennessee was on the flight. Well, that's probably. Oh, probably quite a few. But pretty, were, that's probably likely anyway. They I mean, ended was, up being a day late to where they were and going. a dollar short. <laughs> Story of my life. Anyway, when the aircraft landed, the police, together with their dogs, boarded the plane because they don't like to get on the plane without. They're the not going to leave. They can't leave your dog in the car. No, mm. they boarded the plane to offload the passengers. Two men and two women were asked to leave the plane as the pilot reported having passengers on a rampage. And the police said, "Whoo! Somebody open a window." I know. They're like, why did you guys just open a window? Uh, the two women who were asked the to leave turned around and darted from the plane. The dogs laughed. They were like, "I'll sniff a butt, but I ain't smelling that." <laughs> Two, two women who were asked to leave were sisters of Moroccan and Dutch descent. Who cares? <laughs> what difference does that we'll make? We'll file a case against the airline. One of the What are they supposed to do? Have like air freshener drop down from the ceiling? <laughs> in the mask. Yeah, in the mask. <laughs> well, there's um, a little, a little, what do they call those things? Stick-ups. A little stick-ups yeah, a little in stick-ups. there. Um, let's see. They were asked to report, let's see, where the ladies Dutch descent, blah, blah, blah. Um, one of the sisters, identified as Nora Lachelle, Shab claims uh, that they did not cause any disturbance during the flight and that their only fault was sitting in the same row as the boys. The 25-year-old law student... How do we know it wasn't them? <laughs> any of... I, you know, I don't know. Do Unless they're going to really start doing some weird testing, I don't think they're going to know who did it. How do you test for gas? Unless someone's bragging. The 25-year-old law student... We send in a sniffer. <laughs> When a, uh, let's see, the 25-year-old law student, a Rotterdam, uh, at Rotterdam. Hey, watch your language. Uh, sees uh, the entire affair as humiliating for her and her unidentified sister. Well, it's humiliating. Her sister's not identified. That they don't know who she is. That joke's old and tired. It really but is. we're just going to keep. We should we retire it. it. We should retire it. Um, they had it no involvement. The weird in the, Hall of Fame. Yeah, they had they had no involvement in the fight inside the plane. She believes that they had been singled out because of the. Come on, <laughs> they were of Moroccan descent. That's why they were singled. You know out. how they knew? They had their maracas with them. Right. Well, you know, I had this conversation <laughs> with a lady the other day at Home Depot. Right. Check this out. This reminds me of this. Okay. They were singled out because they were Moroccan. I'm talking to a lady. 
who said she had her identity stolen. They stole her credit cards and everything. And long story short, they caught up with the woman at a Red Lobster down the street here. She brought the cops with her. Our close, the close yes. Red Lobster. They brought the cops. She brought the cops with her. And the woman that stole her wallet, stole her cards, been running up her bills, said that she was only being they were only hassling her because of her race oh please i said to the lady you're hassling her because she's a thief yes that's not a racial thing so i'm sorry they're not hassling you because you're moroccan no you know if the cabin's moroccan (laughs) what don't don't come a farting don't come a farting (laughs) and so so obviously Maybe Moroccan has a robust odor to it. Yes. I don't know. I'm not saying. <laughs> this, I don't know the detail. This story's going off the wow. rails. The crazy train. Anyway, so uh, the four passengers were subsequently released since they did not violate any rule, rules in Austria. However, all four will no longer be allowed on any Transav- Transavia uh, airline flight. Of course not. They, they the, missed their chance. The airline... Uh, maintains that the two ladies who were asked to get off the plane were also involved. In, uh, were also involved. The airline stands behind their crew. Okay, for a picture. Uh, and they in case have, somebody falls. Now they have also released a statement involving the brawl between the passenger who farted and the people involved. So, so some other guys getting the last laugh. He farted, didn't do anything but just stink up the place. He caused a big stink, and it may not have been a guy. Well, whoever, guy or whatever. The Moroccan but, the, women. but the Moroccan women are just—they were saying they were part of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were saying they weren't part. That was, was a like, that was a ten-minute long time story. Still going. So dreamy sounding. I know. I like that. All right. Number eight of the top 10 favorite stories that Aaron made up in the first 199 episodes. This is a true story. Number eight made up. Spontaneous combustion. You know, we've been arguing about that since we started this podcast. But this was was spontaneous combustion on the moon. You ever thought about spontaneous combustion? I saw the movie Spontaneous Combustion. I didn't know that was a movie. It was a, it was a drama. It was a thriller. Whatever. Was it? Was it, it th- was it a thriller from Manila? It had uh, Brad uh, uh, Pitt. No, Brad uh, Crud. I know the guy's name. Brad. What is calling Brad? Anyway, uh, the guy does Chucky's voice. Uh, Brad, oh, the Brad. Bride of Chucky. The Brad of Chucky. He's going to bug me now. <laughs> the Brad of Chucky. The Brad of Chucky. <laughs> anyway. Brad Dourif. Dourif. Okay. Brad Dourif. Yeah, I could have told you that. He's, Everybody knows he, that. He's in it, and it was a boring movie. Okay. But have you ever really thought of I mean, no, because, because it's the, stupid. What do you mean it's stupid? Nobody just burst into flames. Certainly they do. Would you pay a dollar for me to burst into flames right now? <laughs> Yeah, I'd do it for... I'd give you $10. I mean, the show has nowhere to go but up. <laughs> In smoke. Oh. <clears throat> Headline is, police mystified as London pensioner burst into flames on street. I don't a, believe it. A pensioner has burst into flames in front of horrified people. Yeah, after he doused himself in gasoline with a match. On a London street, leaving investigators baffled. There was well, no gasoline to be found. Why well, we're baffled. <laughs> John Nolan. Hey, mate, does that leave you baffled? It leaves me baffled. There are there there are so many cases of spontaneous combustion. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, with, right up there with Bigfoot for me. Sorry. Okay, whatever. There's uh, there's a scientific explanation, right? John it's Nolan. Called, it's called catching on fire. John Nolan caught fire as he strolled down Orchard Place near Tottenham Hotspurs football stadium. They didn't see the surface-to-air missile that hit him just before he went into flames. People walking past rushed to help the man in a desperate attempt to put out the flames. Fire crews raced to the scene. And wait, exti- wait, 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 wait. There's no time for racing, okay? <laughs> Why don't you get in your car 
your little fire trucks and drive down there properly. Fire, fire crews raced to the scene and extinguished the fire before Mr. Nolan was airlifted to a specialist burn unit. But the retired construction worker later died from his injuries. However, because he was just a pile of soot. However, despite an extensive investigation by a fire brigade, a fire brigade, the cause is still unclear, and no trace of accelerant was found. Craig, no trace of accelerant. He just burst into flames. Investigating officers. I think that's a that's a typo. It was supposed to be no trace of deodorant. <laughs> Detectives are mystified as to how the 70-year-old was set ablaze. Hey, mate, I'm mystified. And have today launched an appeal for information. So Inve- now they're launching stuff. Yes. Investigating officer PC Damien Oh, Atamar He's very politically con- correct, that guy. Said, we have spoken with a number of the witnesses who saw Mr. Nolan ablaze, but we have yet to establish how the fire started. Mr. Nolan was well-liked member of the community, and none of our inquiries have so far indicated that he had been involved in a dispute of any sort. Nor does this account give any witness, uh, given by any witness, suggest that he had been in contact with another person at the time of the fire. What about the last word somebody heard him say? Is that, watch this. Puzzle what about detecti- that? Puzzle detectives are treating the dead. Wait, 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 wait. Why do we have puzzle detectives? Because they don't know what happened. Are they the guys that come in and find the last piece that's missing? <laughs> they saw Rubik's Cubes. Puzzle detectives are treating the death as unexplained while well, they we search. We just explained it to them. No, you didn't. It's spontaneous combustion. The guy set himself on fire. He did not. He there was did. no accelerant found. Mr. Nolan's heartbroken family paid tribute to the Irishman earlier this year. Okay, he was Irish. It was alcohol that lit. <laughs> the accelerant was the alcohol. If you want my body on fire. <laughs> that was Scottish. Saying he had moved to the capital from uh, from Mayo in the 1960s. Uh, he was thinking about moving to uh, Mustard. Mustard but, yeah. <laughs> Brother-in-law, Tom He Byrne, wanted to catch up with everyone else. <laughs> told, the, told the Irish Post... John wouldn't have hunt so much. Well, as wait, wait, wait. Now the guy's talking to a post? <laughs> yeah. In fact, he'd find a way to bring the butterfly home and care for it. He was a gentle man who would do anything you asked him. Teresa Intervent from the Harney Irish Center near his Tottenham home said he was a very kind man and were very shocked with the news. It's just horrific. You said be careful with the guy. You'd get him mad, he'd just explode. <laughs> That's not funny, Craig. It's a real thing, man. Hey, this just in. Now, so as you're not confused, we are back. Episode 200. This is the top 10 favorite stories from the first 200 episodes of Weird. First 199. Number 7, KFC GPS. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to read this because it doesn't make a lot of sense at first. Mm, KFC. KFC unveils industry's first gps cassette tape gps wait cassette tape and gps don't even go those together. two things don't get, well, chicken doesn't go with it either but what's up with kfc have you noticed all the stuff they're coming out with i think they're, they're they trying to cl- they're trying to distract from their high prices they have a clothing line they have a cell phone and and some other weird stuff they feel the vacuum of irrelevance sucking them towards the big vortex you know what i, I, th- I don't know whether to think they're way ahead of the game or no i think they're, they're I think they're. I think they're scrambling. Eggs. I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to go there. Have you had the new Taco Bell? Breakfast no, I have burrito? not. Have you? No. No, I'm on a it's diet. It's not a burrito. It's a taco. It, it is a taco. Know it, your stuff. It, it's a taco, and it looks delicious. But I can't. Uh, right a lot now. of things look delicious. By the but time anyway, I'm off this diet, it'll be gone. Do you think maybe I could talk about the KFC oh, yeah, GPS ahead. cassette tape? I'm just impressed with KFC lately. In an effort to both modernize cassette tape technology, like anybody wanted them to, real meal for pay, five bucks, and pay homage to real meal for five bucks, real meal for five bucks. What are you doing? Real mo for five bucks. <laughs> I don't watch TV. Finger licking, finger licking, finger licking. Good. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. That's a commercial. I don't watch TV. Okay. I don't have TV. You know, I am. Pl- hey, you hear a weird ran- random story? 
Are you, well, you talking about a, a Craig's random story? Craig's random story. Yeah, we got rid of cable a long time ago. Craig's random story. That may be your best story. random story yet. Yeah. So you cut the cable. We cut. We cut cable a long so time. So what do you watch? Netflix stuff like that. So you do watch. It's just a, that's got to be kind of cool, actually. Well, you know, here's a, okay. what's cooler is talking about GPS cassette tapes. Can I can I use your song? Sure. Okay. Craig's hey, random story. That almost worked. Okay, so I called. Uh, we got our we got our uh, Direct TV bill. And you know when you when you get Direct TV, there's all these discounts upon discounts upon discounts, and and they That's load you up. It's like seven cents for the first six months, and then it goes up to three thousand four hundred twenty nine dollars. So anyway, ours recently shot up. Our our discounts ran out. You got the balloon. So I called them to uh, lower our service. To threaten them. I, I called them to lower the service and to cut our bill. Right, and ended up uh, hanging up with five new channels. <laughs> Did you get a lower price? <laughs> yeah, for for three months. Yeah, they. Uh, I will say AT and T, who owns Direct. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty good. I've actually. Uh, I mean, they they do screw up and really make me mad sometimes. But but they. I usually I usually leave the phone call with extra stuff. See, that's that's the thing, and I've never been unhappy with AT and T. We actually switched a few years back to mm-hmm. a, to a different satellite system, and I was very unhappy. And the only reason we switched was because they made us this offer. You know, we'll give you three hundred bucks. I like and this blah, blah, blah. I did not. I did not like it at all. Maybe it's because I was used to direct. Right. But the but the story is here. I called to cut my service, and they were such good salespeople that I ended up. They cut with, the service and gave you more channels. And, and got more they channels. Cut the, they cut the price and gave yes, you more channels. But now I've got to remember to call back in three months to get it cut again. Craig's Aaron's. random story. <laughs> Do I need to make you one? Yeah, this, you don't mind. But you don't have random stories. I don't. All the time. I don't very much. But that was random. Yours could be Aaron's stupid comment. Okay, that might work. That kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but I'm okay. You don't have any feelings. Okay, so now that everybody's forgotten what we're talking about, we're talking about KFC unveiling the industry's first GPS cassette tape. What is a GPS cassette tape? We're going to find out if you'll be quiet. In an effort to modernize cassette tape technology and pay homage to the classic American road trip. Can you even call it cassette tape technology? It's just cassette. I don't know. It's just tape rolled up. <laughs> yes. The world's most innovative fried chicken company, Kentucky Fried Chicken, announced its latest breakthrough, the world's first ever GPS cassette tape. Quite literally, the technology's superior technologically superior cassette tape provides GPS directions on a cassette tape with the voice of Colonel Harlan Sanders giving overly detailed directions, rambling down <laughs> hilarious tangents, and singing his favorite road trip sing-along songs. Oh my gosh, I need to hear some of Although this. Although nearly all modern-day GPS systems are significantly easier to use and are based on 30... Uh, and aren't based on 30-year-old cassette tape technology. KFC does things the hard way, <laughs> which is how this charming reversed, reversed technological breakthrough came to be. The digital audio formats we have today pale in comparison to the mahogany-rich sound of classic vinyl records. Mahogany-rich? Is it's it made mahogany. with wood? It must be. Says Steve Kelly, director of media and tech and digital, media and digital in KFC US. Unfortunately, no one ever figured out an easy way to put record players in cars, so we went with the next best audio format, a cassette tape. Well, guess what, <laughs> Steve Kelly? You did not put the cassette tape in the car. You're just riding on the coattails of the cassette that's in the car, right? Am I right? You're, Am I right? You are so right. You want to hear a little bit of a sample? Okay. Only by pressing play can we arrive at our destination. That's a commercial. Proceed to the route. The route. The route. The future. Introducing the world's first GPS cassette tape. 
turn left onto Illinois Avenue and drive 0.5 miles. You might be saying to yourself, I don't understand. That's yeah. not possible. Well, it's possible that you're wrong. <laughs> I don't understand. Is it? A, it doesn't go on a cassette player, obviously. It does. Just put the tape in. Who still has a cassette player? Where to go? The Colonel. Right onto Kentucky 715 South. For this to work, turn this around. I want to see this thing. You would have to start at the same point every time you got in the car and end up at the same point every every so, place so you it, went. So it doesn't actually do anything. No, it's just a. Uh, as far as I can tell, it does. It gives you directions. It's just. But it's the same. Re- so it is just a tape. Re- it's just a recording. Yes, it's just a recording. Good grief! <laughs> Beginning in KFC's hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, and ending at KFC's iconic Big Chicken Restaurant in Marietta, oh, Georgia. That's the key. I, I've been there. So, so you got to start in Kentucky, right? Okay. KFC's GPS cassette tape narrates a picturesque drive through the part of the country responsible for Georgia Gold Honey Mustard Barbecue and Nashville Hot. Uh, Nashville hot. I don't want to say Nashville hot chicken. Two popular regional flavors that can be currently found on KFC menus nationwide as extra crispy tenders, chicken littles, and extra uh, crispy chicken. Now, to me, it makes complete sense. I guess, yeah. Because you buy it here in Kentucky, and it it's, well, We're it, not in Kentucky. No, we're not here in Kentucky. We're, we're close. It's next door. But then you pop it in your cassette player if you have one. If not... I don't know what you do. Well, it says the meandering drive makes pit stops at unique cultural experiences in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Georgia, including a stop in Corbin, Kentucky, where Colonel Sanders invented his original recipe. By simply pressing pause on the cassette at any time, road trippers can take take in the America uh, Americana nostalgia found throughout the Appalachian region without the distractions of on-screen directions and or unrelenting interruptions by artificial intelligent direction apps. Through the cassette tapes off the beaten path prompts, KFC fans are directed to take unexpected turns and try our Georgia Gold Honey Mustard Barbecue and Nashville Hot Regional Flavors along the way, creating Mm. a journey full, you know, journey. Journey. Don't stop believing. Right. Of experiences that recalls the trip Colonel Sanders took selling his famous fried chicken recipe door to door in the 1950s. You know, the rest of this is just... Yeah. It's just... We I'm, get the idea, and I think it's a fantastic... Uh, not only... Somebody you, in their marketing department is working overtime. Feeling kind of lightheaded. Sounds like Mr. Rogers ought to walk in any minute. Well, I'd be creeped out if he did. <laughs> I think this one should be closer to number one, by the way. Of the top 10 favorite stories from the first 199 episodes of Weird... Number six, Tokyo Rente. Let's one rip. <laughs> this one this, this should have been number two. Are you going to take the next story? Because if you're, I'm going to play this. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are you doing? Okay. All right. I think it's ready. Oh, now I tell my story. Yeah, go ahead. This isn't my story. because Go ahead. It, it's um... Headline. It's your turn. It's my turn? It's your turn. Do I go now? Go. South. It's your turn. My turn? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't doing that to you a minute ago. You did. No, I was saying, headline is. <laughs> go ahead. Can I go now? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Headline is. <laughs> South <laughs> African player sacked from national team for allegedly farting at coach. <laughs> Can we say that? Breaking wind at coach. <laughs> That's what I thought we'd say. <laughs> <laughs> In what was undoubtedly one of the strangest stories you will ever read 
Not, not true. true. Not true. A former Bournemouth player, Tokilo Ranti, is said to have dro- been dropped from his national team for allegedly breaking wind in the direction of his manager. <laughs> is that, is that like the French guys in yeah, Holy Grail? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Ranti, who spent three years at AFC Bournemouth in English Premier League, is said to have carried out the bizarre act a couple of weeks back, but the story has only recently hit the headlines in the local media. Or I would say that news has finally broke. <laughs> or somebody finally got wind of it. <laughs> we can go on for days. The way the story is described by the outlet is utterly captivating. I'm ready to be captivated. The article reads, Go. Tokolo Ranty, Tokolo Ranty, Tokolo Ranty <laughs> pulled down his pants. Tokolo. You start it. <laughs> Tokolo Ranty, Tokolo Ranty pulled down his pants and let one rip. <laughs> In the direction of Bafan Banfa. Bafana Bafana. You think it had a lot of audio on it? I don't know, but I'm gonna hold that try that whole that whole paragraph again because it's it's just it's making me happy inside. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of what you're doing to me right now. <laughs> the article reads Tokolo Ranty pulled down his pants and let one rip in the direction of Bafana Bafana coach Ephraim Shakes Mashaba. I don't know what's the funniest part of that sentence. Everything that's the, that may be the funniest sentence. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I just said, but I'm going to say it again. I want, Do you it. Tra- I want you to track what I'm saying. Okay. The article reads: Reads Tokolo Ranty pulled Tocolo down his Ranty. pants and let one rip in the direction of Bafana Bafana coach Bafana. Ephraim Shakes Mashaba. <laughs> What is what is this? I don't even know if that's a sentence. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get through it, and I'm, we're gonna keep this going. Start over. Try it again. No, let's try it again. This is all good. This no, it's is all good. It's this gold. is all good stuff. You ready? Gold. Here we go. This is this is this is what we go through when we get these stories, right? But I just like all the beautiful words in this sentence. This this, this is not only is it a long long sentence. There's not there's no there's no composition. Every word in it is worth uh, like at least seven dollars. There's not there's no composition whatsoever. Ready? Here you go. The article reads. Mm-hmm. Tokolo Renti pulled down his pants and let one rip in the direction of Bafana Bafana coach Ephraim Shakes Mashaba a few days ago in one of the most bizarre acts of obstinacy ever seen in the national team. I still don't think you got it right. I mean, you read it word for word, but... What do you mean I don't have it right? Was I not, did I not have enough of a rhythm going? The article reads... Tokolo Ranty pulled down his pants and let one rip in the direction of Bafana Bafana coach Ephraim Shakes Mashaba a few days ago in one of the most bizarre acts of stubbornness ever seen in the national team. Okay, this next sentence is it may be as good as that last one. The flagellance one. was so suffocating that the putrid <laughs> The flagellance was so suffocating that the putrid stench continues to hover over the team like a dark cloud. It's still there today. Still there. There only appears to be one source reporting that the player did do such a strange thing, and the report itself does say that the player was called up for international duty, but didn't show up as he was asleep when he got the phone call. In what is a massively confusing situation. I was about to say, what in the world has that got to do with anything? I don't know. He apparently, though, has been removed from the squad. It seems seems that breaking wind in football has quite the link going on. First of all, it's not football. It's for them. It's football. No, it's it's not. Back in June, a Swedish player was sent off for breaking wind. Adam (laughs) Lindenlungevich. So so it's that bad of a foul to break wind? I'm not one one to – I can't discuss their dietary uh, situation. (laughs) 
all this transporting back and forth is making me a little nauseous. How about are, are, it's making me hungry is what it's doing. Okay, uh, Craig, we are doing the uh, top 10 favorite stories from the first 199 episodes of Weird. We're up to number five. Uh, that one would be uh, Me Boob Car Theft. I don't even know what this I'm not sure, first of all. Oh, this is funny. This font bothers me to begin with. I just want to say that. Right Does it really? That. Which yeah. one? The headline font? The headline font. Okay. Police officer found happily roaming around in vehicles stolen just 12 days ago. <laughs> Who'd This comes just from Shikahupura, <laughs> wherever that is. A car snatched. It's in Pakistan. Okay. A car snatched by robbers around 12 days ago has been recovered from the possession of police officers who were using the vehicle after changing an official registration plate. <laughs> the police officers changed tags on I it. I saw that. <laughs> DPO Shikpura arrested two suspects, uh, suspected police officers, including sub-inspector Navid Sikandar, Sikandar. and head constable Meboob. His <laughs> yes, name is yes, Meboob. Yes, you are. Yeah, Meboob, you boob. After an inquir- inquiry, the police obtained a court uh, remand of the accused persons. The vehicle was robbed from a taxi driver who had been booked uh, for, oh my lord, <laughs> The vehicle was robbed from a taxi driver who had been booked for Kangkwa Dogran. When the driver arrived at the destination, his vehicle was intercepted by robbers impersonating police officials. The driver was then left in the fields nearby and was escorted to the nearest police station by a passerby. After a few days, the vehicle was identified by a friend of the driver after a police officer drove it to a medical store. The driver's friend took pictures of the vehicle and provided it to the police station uh, where case had been registered. They're all like, I don't know. know Wait a minute. I think I saw that car in the parking lot. They're like, wait a minute. And they're like, what car? That one. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. My mom gave me that one. After obtaining CCTV footage from the medical store, the police discovered that. You think that's like a drugstore? The medical store? Pakistan, the oh, I, store. I guess so. The medical store. The police discovered that the vehicle had been driven by head constable Meboob, <laughs> who was de- who was deputied, deputied, <laughs> deputed. What was he? What is that? Uh, later, later on, the police raided the police station and found the vi- the police <laughs> wait, raided wait. the police station. <laughs> Zoinks? What just happened? That's the line I've been waiting on you to read. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do it again. Take it from the top. Later, the police raided the police station (laughs) and found the vehicle, which was being used by sub-inspector Navid Shikandar. It wasn't me. It was me, boob. It was meh, boob. (laughs) The accused officials have claimed that they found the vehicle near Kanpur Canal (laughs) and that they were not involved in the theft. No. We don't know how the plate got on it. It's just weird that the original theft was by guys posing as police. I know. <laughs> hey, Mabu. A lot of people don't realize that's you on the harp. Yeah, my fingers are hurting. Can you, you take it? Claim it. Same. Would you mind? Yeah, I'll take the next okay. one. Okay. Number four of the top 10 favorite stories from the first 200 episodes. Well, excuse me. We've got to get that right. Why'd you put 200 on there? Because it just sounds better. First better. 199 episodes. And just between there. me and you, none of the stories we covered tonight are going to make this. Just between you? <laughs> yeah. Just between you and me? Just between us. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I messed up your, uh, your intro. They're not going to make it to what? Uh, none of these stories are going to make it to the top uh, from... 200 to 400 you don't think huh yeah. so i just want to make it really it. dull from here on out <laughs> couldn't get much duller. number four is true number four the ikea monkey from episode one this goes all Take the way this back. way back oh it's embarrassing <laughs> i hate it 
because they're actually killing them and they're putting them back. IKEA monkey? No. What? I don't. I've never been to an IKEA before. Can I, I say have that? Never been to an IKEA. You know why? Because where we live, we don't have one. You have to go to Ikea Memphis, Tennessee. Monkey. Why does Memphis, Tennessee have an IKEA, but Nashville, Tennessee doesn't? Anyone? Anyone? Hello. Oh me! I'm sorry. I just got distracted by a side story when I was searching IKEA monkey, and I'm not going to read that. You just need to make sure this is this is family. Okay, I want you to read it. No, you're going to turn everything around, and mess everything. Okay, what does it say? Hold on, we're going to make a lot of noise here, moving everything around. Read, read the uh, headline of that first story. The headline. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> this dog apparently has a um, shall we say exit portal that apparently looks like the spitting image of the Ikea monkey. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to look that closely at the dog's exit portal. I don't either, I mean. but... Uh, but if it looks like the Ikea monkey, maybe there's some... Does, from I what mean, I can say, I'm not going to blow I it up. I still don't even know what the Ikea monkey is because I've never been the to Ikea. The Ikea monkey is amazing. Apparently, Ikea's got food If I could find a written too. story that wasn't a video, I would uh, read Is it. this true about the food? They've got food at Ikea? I have no... I don't know. My understanding is... I'm not, I'd say road trip, but... I don't want Lori's to been to an Ikea. I don't want to go to Memphis. Lori being my wife. Lori being his wife. Okay, here we go. Here's the story from t- December 10th, 2012. Okay. And when this story hit, it made my day. I actually made some t-shirts about it and sold quite a few. Um, yes. Okay. So here we go. This is Ikea Monkey Runs Around in Coat Outside Furniture Store in Toronto. A tiny monkey in a stylish little coat ran across the parking lot. It's of a Toronto, stylish coat. And it was. It really is. It's a, it's a nice yeah, little coat. okay. Ran across the parking lot of a Toronto Ikea store. The monkey's owners who were shopping in the store at the time eventually came out to claim their pet. Well, I'd be a monkey's owner. But not before the primate became an internet sensation. Oh, my gosh. He's, making, he's pulling down some dough. Just one of the monkey's various Twitter accounts already has more than 1,700 That's why followers. he's got a fashionable jacket, because he's he's a monkey. He's, a, he's an internet sensation. Yeah, he's an adorable little monkey. Adorable. And he's looking at the door, trying to get out. But the thing is, the guy ended up losing the monkey over this. Because oh, it was illegal goodness. to have. Taking people's illegal monkeys pet. away. Can we just... Can why, why, they, why don't they stop monkeying with people's pets? <laughs> I see what you did there. Monkeying around. Hey, speaking of monkeying around... Actually, this has nothing to do with monkeying around. See how bad we sounded? Oh, it's we, embarrassing. Why? You Once you have a little confidence, okay? You are. You're confident that it sounded horrible. Yeah, we didn't even record. We weren't even in the studio when we recorded we had, that. Well, the library had been built yet. It had to. We just hadn't talked to them about us working in there. Yeah. Why would we? But I love Lee Berry. Okay, okay. So we're back. This next one is probably one of my top 10 favorite stories. It's a good one. <laughs> this one is still boggles my mind to this day. Craig, of course, the non-believer. Number three of the top ten favorite stories from the first 200 episodes of Weird. 199. Man turns into car. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for this? Oh, You're excited about yeah. this one, aren't you? Yeah. We don't usually have something along these lines. This this, no. sto- this story here is almost Art Bellish. It really is Art Bellish. And the thing is, I, it's multiple sources have reported the story. So it must be true. Well, I'm just saying, I did my research, you know, because... Two middle-aged dudes and these microphones never report. Wait, now it's two middle-aged dudes and these microphones? <laughs> never report false news. Right, now everybody knows we don't talk into just one. Did I blow that? Uh, okay. Anyway, hey, you ready? We could talk into one, but I just don't want to be that close that's, to you. No, that's okay. <laughs> I don't like being this close to you, to be honest with you. Well, true. <laughs> hey, so 
I'm just kidding. Would you, no, I'm not. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to hear this story now? Yes, yes, dying to. Okay, man turns into tricycle in Lagos. Okay, so when you first read that, you think he's maybe driving, and he turns into a tricycle. No, right? no, no, no. I think he turns into one. Well, let's read. A man has allegedly turned into a tricycle. A kick. What do we pronounce this like? A kiki kiki napop napop in the Pedro area of Shamolu. Shamolu, Lagos, Lagos State, after being forced to pick up a key which he dropped on the road. According to a social media user who shared the unbelievable story. Wait, that's not true because I believe it. Yeah, you do. You do believe. Yeah. The truth is out there. I know. The man had accosted the young boy and had asked him to pick up the key which he, the man, threw on the floor. But the boy refused. Boom, boom, boom. The man was said to have insisted but the boy refused to pick up the key. This got the attention of the people, and the man was said to have told everyone who cared to listen the boy was being disrespectful. But the crowd forced the man to pick his key up by himself, and that's when the unexpected happened. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Oh, th- this is the this is what they sent out to parents. Yes. Police parents, teachers, guardians. Continuously educate your wards on the need to be careful. I don't know why they talk like they're from the South. I don't that's, either. That's, they were from the South part of this country. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, please uh, educate your wards on the need to be careful and not talk to strangers on the road. An incident occurred at Pedro Shimolu mm-hmm. on funny. Tuesday, November 22nd, precisely at Famous Bus Stop. <laughs> oh, the, the famous the bus famous stop. One. I love that place. A man stopped. A child returning from school and ask him to pick up a key from the ground. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. You I'm, ready? I'm, you ready? I'm, I can't wait. To continue the story. Yes. The child refused, asking the man, couldn't he pick it up himself? And this got the man all agitated. <laughs> he was shaking in his boots. And he started shouting at the child, saying he lacked respect for his elders and all sorts, but the child still refused. I think he said, just pick up the key. Yeah. Just pick it up. This attracted the attention of passersby, and luckily, luckily, yeah, a police van was passing by. All right, hang on. I wonder oh. if it was actually a van or a person that turned into a van. <laughs> I want to point out that there's many witnesses right now, okay, including mis- a van full of police, right. or at least two. Right. And they stopped to find out what the problem was. Hey, what's the problem? Yeah. Hey, guys, what's the problem? Hey, what's the problem? After listening to the man... They asked the child who owned the key. They asked him, who owns this key? He asked him who owned the key. I said, yeah. like, the kid owned the key. Yeah, you said they asked the kid who, who owned the, the key. key. I kind of put a comma or something right. in there. That was not right. Uh-uh. Okay, so he asked the kid who owned the key, right? Right. And the boy replied, and it was, it, was, it was for the man. So the police started getting suspicious, and they asked the man to pick up the key. Right. He refused. Hey, I, I no, pick up the key. No, I don't want to touch the key. That key to stay there. But he was forced to. I, they pulled the gun. Let's they take, said, you pick that key up. Let's take this down. Yeah. Immediately, he picked the key. He turned into a brand new tricycle. <laughs> and actually, that's how that said that. Actually, said picked up the key. But yes. Says, Immediately, he picked up the key. And he turned into a brand new tricycle. <laughs> this is amazing. Everyone ran away. Well, sure they did. And even the policemen were scared. Do you think it made a noise? Like, boom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he makes like a, some metal thing. That was a that was like it was beatboxing or something. Yeah, not bad. 
the tricycle was eventually pushed <laughs> to the Pedro Police Station. Okay, let me let me picture, let me make this out for everybody. It's not like a tri, like a kid's tricycle. It's like one of those little goofy little uh, little bitty van looking yeah, tiny car. It, it's got one wheel on the. It front. looks like a clown car. It kind of does, yeah. except it only holds two or three people. But it, enough, it's a clown car. Mister Bean drove something kind of like this on his show. Okay, Just so little, it's one of those. It, one, he one didn't of, like turn into a tricycle. He turned into a car he, with three wheels. They're calling it a tricycle, but he turned into a little yeah. bitty car. Uh, so anyway, the tricycle was eventually pushed to the Pedro Police Station. This is a real-life incident. Anyone in doubt can go to the Pedro Police Station to ascertain the authenticity of this post. We should take a trip, Craig. we got to get to the bottom of this. When the man's wife was called to the station, she said her husband comes home every day with a brand-new <laughs> tricycle. What if you came home every day with a new car? What are you do with it? Well, don't you think you really? What are you going to well, do when with you're it? When you're turning helpless kids into... Uh, <laughs> this is like... This is like... What was the... Uh, the, the Was it Chitty Chitty, Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang where the, the, the guy with the long nose was taking kids and... Yeah, that guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, you scared me to death as a child. Yeah, I couldn't watch that. That but, guy really messed with me. But this is like a modern-day version of that because this guy obviously threw this key down, and he told this child, you'll pick up the key for me. Maybe he says something like, oh, my back. My back, it hurts. Why does he talk like that? Well, because he's from uh, Shimolu. So I just figured that's <laughs> just a Shimolu. Just stuff over here. Don't uh, mind me. That's a Shimolan accent. Ready? Yeah. Well, I was in the middle. What do you mean? Am I ready? I haven't I'm finished not, the story. You're yeah, still going. I'm breaking it down a little bit. But I hadn't told the whole story. You're oh, breaking go it ahead. down. Go ahead. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what it said. Uh, so, the, so she said her husband comes home every day with a brand new tricycle and gives it to people on a higher purchase price. So in other words, he, he, so he sells them. He yeah. resells them or sells. And she them. didn't know where he got them from. Um. Th- I, this last sentence is not even. I don't know what this is, but basically. <laughs> It basically, um, these, uh, you, you're looking at what I'm reading, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm following along. These, I think it's supposed to be rituals? Ritualist. Ri- uh, Ritualists are more desperate to make. Okay, yeah. You, you know, here's what we're going to say. Okay. These voodoo these people, are, these people are crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it, this is what, okay, now can I break it down? Break it down. You got this guy uh-huh. who's got some kind of voodoo magic. So do I. I mean, you. And what? he. He he can turn children into keys into cars when they touch magic keys. Okay. 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 So he has this key, and he must be. I don't know. I don't know how he. It must not turn magic until he throws it down or something, because he obviously was holding it. Right. Well, it said at one point that he he dropped the key. He and, dropped it. And he but he might have had a special glove on. Well, then why why he why did he turn into because, a car when he picked it up? Because. Because he could just use that special glove. That's why I'm saying the voodoo. Doesn't, you have answers for everything. Don't the you? voodoo does not take effect until the key hits the ground. Maybe it can only touch one of pure of heart. Well, no, because he still turned into a tricycle. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he, he's, he's not pure. Of no, because he's turning kids into cars. Uh, maybe he had it on a, like a long hook. No, there's no there's no excuse. The only the only thing that could be is the magic doesn't take place until it hits the ground. So we're actually trying to figure out. It not, happened. We're not trying to figure out if this is possible. The man turned into a tricycle. We're no, trying to get we're trying to get into we're trying to get into the like the the, the details of how he would have made this work. Two important things. They're still looking for the guy. He hadn't shown up. Maybe when it hits the when it hits the ground, it activates the key. Let me tell you that he. Huh? Is, that's what I was saying. That's what you were saying. Exactly. And then I stole it and said I said it. Yeah, and you said it better than me. I know. So. The guy's still missing to this day. No, he's at the police station in his in his new form. <laughs> he's rusting at, he's the, police rusting at the police station. And he this is bizarro. So the guy so I love this story. 
I, I think you should marry it. This may be my favorite story we've ever done. Well, on because two we've we've dudes. never we've never had a story where someone was there one minute and the next minute they were a tricycle, <laughs> and they, with witnesses, with witnesses that saw him turn into a tricycle, and everybody screamed and ran. I, I think it made a noise like. <laughs> no, I think it was quick. I think it was quick. I don't think they saw it. Okay, what if it was like. <laughs> <laughs> And what about the little boy? Or the now famous. <laughs> the little boy. I told you what, Uncle picked that key up. No. I see, my buddy Charlie, he picked he, the key up. He, He's a Mercedes now. <laughs> Pick up the key. Pick up the key. I'm not touching that key. Number two of the first 199 episodes. We need an update by that. Well, I wonder if he'd steal a car if he came back around. He's been sold three times. <laughs> He's at CarMax. <laughs> Top 10 favorite stories from the first 199 episodes of Weird. Number two, cookie fry. <laughs> this is the one you try to make me pass out. Cookie fry. Okay, so our first story, uh, there's a couple reasons we like it. We we like Texas. Yeah. We Texas. like food. Yep. Actually, a third thing, we like state fair food. Yes. Which we're arguing about because I say state fair food is always funnel cakes, corn dogs, popcorn, stuff like that. You're saying it's actually up a notch. Yes. Yeah. Deep fried Oreos, deep fried Okay, this, this is my definition of state fair food. You can only find it at the state fair. But that's not really true. No, well, maybe. Because maybe I can find deep fried Snickers at a drive-in theater up the street. Well, then I would scratch that. If I, I haven't seen it, so in my mind. So you're saying still, I'm lying. I'm not saying you're lying. What I'm saying is, on my list, that's still a state fair food. Or drive-in food. Nope, because I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, whatever. So what happened? What's with Walmart now? You want me to do it or you want to do it? So, uh, okay, the Texas Walmart opening restaurant that will serve only state fair foods. The bizarre, greasy, and often double deep fried foods of the state fair of Texas are iconic and often imitated. But sadly, they only come, they only come around once a year. Well, not anymore. Isaac Russo, two-time winner of the Big Tech's Choice Award for Most Creative, is opening uh, State Fair Treats, a restaurant dedicated to serving the finest State Fair fare. <laughs> Inside his local Walmart State in, Fair fare? In, in Plano, Texas, later this month. We may have to take a road trip, Craig. You know, when we were... Yeah, but you know, when we were kids, there was a restaurant in the malls called Carousel. I remember that, yeah. And if you will recall, it was all carnival food. Yes. Uh, they had like uh, popcorn, cotton candy. Candy apples. They had tacos, candy yep. apples, that kind of stuff. And they made their business on doing this. So this guy's not really that original. Well, let's wait. Let's read more, shall we? Keep reading. Okay. The menu will feature 45 delectable snacks and treats that have been... That sp- is a matter of opinion. I'm sure not all of them are delectable. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. I, I find that I, I find I, I I find fifty percent of the fair food sounds appealing to me. The menu will feature forty five delectable snacks and treats that have been spotted at various state fairs around the country. Ooh, there's one. In- Ooh, there's one, <laughs> including Russo's own award winning cookie fries. Cookie fry. <laughs> Smoky bacon, bacon margarita. What? Smoking. <laughs> Fried Pop Tarts. Woo! You don't find those at your drive-thru, Craig, under here. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And deep fried Cuban rolls. How the the Cubans feel about that? Are those cigars? I don't know. (laughs) Deep fried cigars. Write that down. At the end of the day, it's incredible that you... uh, Cookie fry! (laughs) Craig Craig is trying to make me pass out on mic. And... (laughs) <laughs> if that, if he ever succeeds, we're not we're not cutting that. <laughs> Keep going, move it on, move it on. At the end of the day, it's cookie fry. 
at the at the end of the day. Keep going. <laughs> okay, you got close that time. I actually got dizzy. Okay, keep going. At the end of the day, cookie it's- fry. <laughs> Cookie, cookie, cookie fry. <laughs> Mama, pass me the cookie fry. <laughs> You're getting close. <laughs> Just stop it. Cookie fry. You gotta quit. Some of us cookie fried fries. Cookie fry. Okay. At the end of the day, it's incredible that you have someone like Walmart believing in a small entrepreneurial guy and seeing the potential of what we can bring. Russo told the Dallas Morning News. The State Fair of Texas, for me, has been the greatest blessing that's ever come to my family. And the man, that got that's sad. That is a sad making s- statement. State Fair of Texas, for me, is the greatest blessing. That, I don't know. We got some cookie fries. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. Cookie uh, fry, cookie, 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 cookie. She is for cookie fry. He continues the opportunities uh, that were coming to us because of the State Fair. Words can't describe it. I think they just did. <laughs> wow. Russo and his family have been staples of the State Fair of Texas every year, and Walmart approached him with the idea of opening up a restaurant. If all goes well, Russo plans to take his State Fair restaurant on the road and expand across the country. I think that's a, gr- I think it's a swell idea. Especially if you like cookie fries. <laughs> cookie fries are awesome. Cookie fries! Okay, Craig, we're up to the number one top ten favorite stories from the first 200 episodes of Weird. What could it be? It is, of course, the classic heebie-bee-gees. Heebie-jeebies? Heebie-bee-gees. Heebie-jeebies? Headline is? Just say it. Just say it. Say it. Heebie-bee-gees. Say it one more time. Heebie-bee-gees. Say headline is? Headline is? Okay. Heebie-bee-gees. Heebie-jeebies? No, heebie-bee-gees. 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 BG's legend Barry Gibb claims to have seen ghosts of his brothers in disturbing vision. I would say that would be disturbing. What if the BG's visited you? I guess they were staying alive. All but Barry. What? If they what? What if they visited you? Why would they do that? Well, oh, they, if they did. I'd have a talk with them about burning down Johnny Cash's house. <laughs> oh, but he's, they bitter, sold that bitter much. I don't think they owned it. Barry owned it. I thought he sold it before it burned down. No, he had people renovating it. The story is he had it renovate. Story is he had people renovating it, and then they set it on fire because they hated Johnny Cash. No, I'm just no, kidding. No. That's not true. No, they wanted actually, to see a ring of fire. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's actually tragic. It's just a big the rock foundation's off I there. I hear now. that fire engine coming, coming down the street. He Okay, but he, was, he wouldn't be seeing that. He's dead. I met him. I shook Johnny Cash's hand. I've, I, I think I saw him in a restaurant. Shake's hand? No, he looked Winner over. Winner me. He looked over. Winner. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> no, because I was eating some pretty good Tex-Mex at the time, so I think I won. <laughs> but the thing is, he looked over at me, kind of gave me this, hey there, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> he kind of gave me that look. I saw him one time at uh, at the mall back in the 80s. We used to see him all over He was wearing bl- You don't tell people where you are. I'm not in Hendersonville anymore. <laughs> I know. It's true. <laughs> I wish we were, though. You know why? Why? It's a pretty cool town. Can we get back to the story? <sighs> I just feel like there's so much extra fluff in this right now. BG's legend, Barry Gibb. Heebie BG's? Heebie BG's. Heebie BG's? Claims to have seen ghosts. Let's have a show of hands. Of Who has brother. fallen asleep waiting for the story to in get disturbing started? Disturbing vision. 
So BG's the, BG, he be BG's Barry the, Gibb, the singer, claims to have seen ghosts of his brothers in a disturbing vision. Now seventy years old. Why is it not just a vision? I'm surprised he didn't see anything at that age. <laughs> I, I'm not even that. I'm 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 mid age. I'm I'm pushing middle age thing, and I can't see anything. This is what got me. He not only has he seen the ghost of his brothers, so but his was wife, his, his wife Linda, has seen ghosts of his brother. She said, like you know, Linda. I, I saw Andy in the hall. No, Andrew. She calls him Andrew. Saw Andrew in the hall last night. Well, I seem to recall somebody I know has got a ghost story in their house. The singer, now age 70. Not going to talk about it, are you? <laughs> says he and his wife, Linda, had disturbing visions of dead bandmate Robin and younger brother Andy. I would hope that it was only a... What about was, Maurice? He, he's not invited? I don't know. I just want to... I just my, my vision is there's a cartoony shadow figure on the wall of Andy Gibbs <laughs> shadow dancing. Oh, yeah. That'd be and he's awesome. doing the staying alive moves. Do you believe any of this, or you think this is all just like jive talking? Um... I think it's jive talking. I think it's probably jive talking. Either that or Barry's had a night fever. I mean, <laughs> what they're doing on the back, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe he started a joke. And this, uh, so I get one in there and you ignore it completely. <laughs> no, I've, I wanted to. Are <laughs> <laughs> you wrote them down? I wrote down a list. I was going to say songs his, that we could use with this story. His three brothers, what they're doing on the back? They should be dancing. See what happens. Oh, come on, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you you have you have railroaded me on this whole story. <laughs> Barry said it's not fun, right? Because wait, that's my Australian. I need to. They do are that. Australian. Oh, okay. It's not fun, right? Because right, you're not quite sure what it is about it, right? Uh, you can and that doesn't make any sense. Could, but that's what he said. I, what you everything you say makes no sense. If it was real, I saw Robin and my wife say Andy. Maybe it's a memory producing itself outside of your consciousness mind, or maybe re- it's real. I really feel like this whole thing needs to be redone. I think we've just. I think you're insane. This is gold. We've ruined all this. So the thing is, Maurice is still. (laughs) Maurice hasn't revisited. Andy and Robin are the two. You know why? You know why those two? Because they've had too much heaven. He added, "The biggest question. The biggest question of all, right? How do you mend a broken podcast?" (laughs) Okay, now that one's better. That's better. (laughs) I'm so glad. Hey, by the way, yeah, you. I mean, you you sit there and do what you're doing. Me and the other two or three listeners yeah. are going to just sit in the corner and wait for you to finish, okay? He added, the biggest okay, question of we're gonna, all. We're going to be back over here if you need us. Is, is there life after death? I'd like to know. I can help him out with that. I mean, he's 70. He'll, he'll know soon enough as it is. All right, come on. Come on back. we got a podcast today. I don't know. You don't seem to want to have anything to do with anybody <laughs> except for yourself right now. Barry. You're really proud of yourself, aren't you? The last surviving member of the PGs lost three brothers. We should probably go help him find them. <laughs> okay, first of all, oh, I'm sorry. The BGs before staying alive were actually a pretty darn good band. So you like the pre BGs? I mean, before I'll, the I'll, falsetto. Yeah, yeah. But they also have written uh, Barry himself have written like a string of hits. I'm a, I'm not, a huge BG fan. Not just a string of hits, but a sh- string of hits. I'm not ashamed. I'm not either. I ain't scared. I ain't scared at all. Um. And we actually we have a lot in common. What's your favorite we, Bee Gees song? But we have a lot in common with the Bee Gees. You and I? No, with the Bee Gees. You know what it, what it is? <laughs> yeah, one of us has talent, and the others her backup singer. No, actually, <laughs> no. It's just that we 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 like the Bee Gees. We're a tragedy. <laughs> I see. And and just, and this pod, and this podcast really we started a joke. <laughs> And the whole world's crying. Yeah, you're right. You know <laughs> what? It's exactly like that. What are you sniffing your hand I think, for? I think Lee Berry Studio got new soap. 
What? Just, yeah, it smells good. What's your favorite BG song? This is actually right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first time ever. Aaron has sniffed his hand during the podcast <laughs> and said, "Well, no, I scratched my nose and I caught this whiff of of pleasantness." Listen, next week when you might hear Aaron say, "Oh, it smells good. <laughs> it smells like the Lee Berry Studios <laughs> changed soap." So you haven't answered my uh, question. I really, I heard him sing it not too long ago in the Opry. Actually, I saw a clip of Barry Gibb came to the Opry. I don't know why, but it was cool. Probably because they was Andy to, with they him. Probably to, no, they what pro- if they just showed up with him? What if they'd like popped up on stage? Do you want to hear my favorite song? Or oh what? yeah, yeah. And he's written a whole string of stuff, and uh, but that mean other people's songs. But um, he was the only one with talent. To be how honest do with you me. mend a broken heart is a great song. Well, sure I, it is. The, I'm saying that I, you, yeah, you act like I, you're saying I, something we don't know. I love the I love the vibe of all the Saturday Night Fever stuff. Yeah, but and I, I just I like all that stuff. But you I, like I, better I, BGs I, or Sha Na Na? I why would I even compare those? They're two? not even in the same ballpark. No. But I was thinking of hand jive and jive talking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this would be the time of your life to turn to the podcast sitting next to you. What's your favorite turn BG the next song? Station Is over. it going to I th- I I think that how do you brand a mo- how do you brand? How do you brand? How do you brand a smoking heart? <laughs> how do you smoke a Brendan heart? How do you sm- how do you <laughs> How do you mend a broken heart? Is a I think maybe it really hit me because I know he was singing, thinking about his brothers when he sang it. You've taken ten minutes to answer a one sentence <laughs> question. Says the guy who has notes written down all the Bee Gees jokes that he could come up with. At the end of the day, <laughs> there you go. E. At the end of the day, yeah. Andy Gibb might be gone. Yeah, but he dated Victoria Principal. What have well, you done, Andy? What have you done? Andy wasn't a Bee Gee. He was a brother's Gibb. Yes, he was. That's what BG's mean. That's what BG stands for, Brothers Gibb. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was never in the he band. He was in the band, but he's still one of the Brothers Gibb. No, to me, he'll always be one of them. No, he wasn't a BG. I know he wasn't a BG. I'm leaving. <laughs> this will be the shortest episode we've ever. Well, actually, I hope you can cut a lot of this out. There's a lot of crap uh, in here. This is good stuff. This is. You know what this is? Podcast gold. We, uh, let me tell you something. Oh, great. Okay, now I will cut some hey, stuff out. Let me tell you out. something. It's a tragedy to even let you guys in here. Nights on Broadway. That's my favorite. That's a That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite. There we go. Wow. That's the top 10 best stories of the first 200 episodes. Should put that on a CD. Man, we should. Yeah. We, we should. We really should. Maybe I will. Do the, people every, still play I was CD? Say, everybody just said, what's a CD? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, man. Well, it's, it's been, been a good 200. It really has. It really has. I hate that that uh, we've got to go 200 more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been great. And I'm looking forward to the next 200, honestly. Let's make this, a, let's make this a, a big deal. You need to go, everybody, all two of you listening, let's get to four listeners by next year. Both of you. Let's double this. Let's double this. Two years from now, we'll be doing episode 400. Maybe. Maybe. You it, never know. We're getting old. We are getting old. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We still don't know why you do, but we're so glad you do. We do certainly appreciate it. And, uh, wow. Just crazy. <laughs> 200. 200. Certain people, certain people told me you'll never make it to 50. Is it interesting that we were going to have all kinds of interviews and we had one? No. No. What I said was we got some special things planned. That's okay. I, I did have more interviews planned. In my mind, we were going to have, like, a lot, like Harrison Ford. We had uh, Randall's interview, and then we had that special super top ten. That was good. 
All right. Well, we'll see you on the other side of 200. Thanks, Craig. Thank you, Aaron Hubbard. Yeah.